Blog Talk Radio. How are we doing, guys? Welcome to Snake Oil Radio, guys and girls. Okay, some of them think I'm being sexist. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, welcome to Snake Oil Radio here on Blog Talk Radio. This is your host, Jim Ventura. Uh, thank you for joining me today. If you're catching the show live or you're catching the show in archive, you're welcome, by the way. Anyway, beautiful day here in Phoenix. Uh, we're like 76 degrees. It's fantastic. It's sunny and warm. Of course, I'm still freezing because I've lived here for, it's like 64, 65 degrees in my house. I'm freezing. This is what happens when you live in the desert for like 20-something years. You turn into a big wuss when it comes to any type of cold, you know. Anyway, that's another story. All right, welcome to the show. Uh, again, my name is Jim Ventura. I'm a professional navigational consultant, astrologer. I work with uh, tarot, numerology, astrology, uh, a number of different types of oracles. Uh, I've got a column we do uh, once a month approximately called Snake Oil. Uh, I'm a writer, a couple of published books, and uh, do private consultations with sessions. Uh, for people here in my uh, my office, private consultation sessions in my home office here in Phoenix and also by phone, Info about any of that stuff, go to my website, uh, jimventura.com. Couldn't be easier. And uh, add yourself to the newsletter mailing list each month. It's free, and you'll never, no one will ever get your email address from me. I blind copy them out. Pretty protective of everyone's uh, email addresses uh, at venturasage at yahoo.com. V E N T U R A S A G at yahoo.com. Okay, blah, blah, blah. Enough of the sales stuff. Um, done that before. Uh, anyway, got lots to talk about today. Kind of great show. We're doing the Oracle show today. Uh, got some different themes each Thursday when I do a show. Kind of a new theme I want to try on uh, and uh, and play around with for a little bit. We'll talk a bit about um, oracles. Um, you know, a lot of my listeners are already metaphysical people, either just, you know, in terms of philosophy and perspective uh, and uh, and many people are even professional in one degree or another, or they're just helping friends and family by giving them insight and, and studying in their own way, all tremendously valuable. So uh, I thought I'd talk a bit about some of the different types of oracles, how we learn to use them, the value of them, uh, and uh, some little uh, tricks and tips along the way that you guys can uh, to learn these things a little faster and and master uh, doing uh, doing whatever you just choose to master in this area. So we'll talk a bit about that a little bit later on today, uh, a little bit later on in the show. But uh, what I first want to talk about uh, two two things that are on my mind. First, something completely dumb and not related to anything spiritual. <laughs> this is Sagittarius. So I have to throw some humor in here. But before I got on the radio show today, I was on Yahoo and uh, I saw a post saying. Um, uh, like, what do you want to do? You want to see what Tina Yathers looks like now? And I was hysterical for like five minutes. Tina Yathers is an '80s uh, <laughs> comedy show icon of sorts. She was on the show Family Ties with Alex and Mallory. She played the little sister, the kind of the weird-looking little sister. So it's so funny because it's so stupid that someone posted something that dumb. But of course, I had to look. You know, of course, I was totally curious. And then she she definitely she put on a few more pounds. She's a little awkward, but she doesn't look half bad. Give her credit. Um, but anyway, it just was so funny. You could just see how dumb it is. Like part of me is like, what am I even wasting my time looking at this for? But it was entertaining. So uh, I didn't read the article about it. I just didn't go that far. 
Anyway, so a little side note of humor and attempt at it, and onward to uh, – I want to talk a little bit about this uh, Mercury uh, retrograde in Pisces thing going on. Of course, uh, you know, every time I have a retrograde in a different sign, I gain some more insight. Um, anybody who's into astrology um, knows that it's just like anything else. You're constantly studying, you're constantly learning, you're constantly fine-tuning. You know, and and when you love it, it's awesome when you you know you piece things together. So uh, I definitely had some insight. I think I'm going to post this on Facebook in the next couple of days when I sit down and write it. But I'll pop this out to my listeners first. Um, thinking a lot about Mercury retrograde in Pisces. You know, for the most part, most of you guys know what a Mercury retrograde is. The planet that rules communication and thought, mental process, analysis. Um, where we kind of want to, you know, what we're fascinated with thinking about, in essence, um, is uh, retrograde, so, you know, backwards. Not really backwards, but it's own other saga. From Earth's perspective, it's backwards. And uh, retrograde, about three weeks. It's been that way for about a week now. Um, and this happens about, you know, I think three times a year uh, for about three weeks each time. But the sign that it's in really gives us some insight into where, uh, what the general feel is for almost everybody. And then if you know your astrology chart, the house that this is operating in, of course, is going to be really pivotal for you right now, too. Especially, you'll see this sometimes where it'll go, sometimes the Mercury will go backwards into another sign, or sometimes even in your chart, if you look at transit progressions, it'll go backwards in a, into another house, which can be really interesting uh, as well to see that that kind of dynamic that operates there. So, you know, because for all my listeners, you're going to have uh, Pisces and, I mean, uh, Mercury in, in one of, of, of 12 houses, so it's not going to be the same for everybody. That's why it's good to know what your birth time is, to get a natal chart. You can figure out house placements that are accurate. Um, there are going to be some centralized themes to the Mercury retrograde in Pisces, so I want to talk a little bit about that. What I've seen, and I definitely bring it to my awareness, is it's kind of bringing to surface this idea of, of Pisces energy and looking at where you're willing to sacrifice toward achieving a goal. You know, the image, Piscean image in the tarot is the hangman hanging from the tree, changing priorities and values, what you're willing to sacrifice. You know, like the, like the farmer analogy, you're willing to plant crops to pay attention to those to achieve a goal. That's kind of the positive energy of the hangman or, or the Piscean energy that way, that willingness to sacrifice in a positive way where it can bring you again to a goal or help and inspire others. The negative side of it, and here's where the retrograde is going to bring that dance up, is also looking at the areas in your life where you're sometimes victimized or martyred or put in circumstances that aren't really, you know, in your own best interest. I mean, where you're being selfless in a negative way, where it may not be fulfilling for you, it may be, you know, um, draining, and you may be unhappy. So I think that that's kind of what the dance is. Um, you know, I know I've talked to a couple of people, uh, and they've given me their experiences around this retrograde. Um, I'd say overall it's been relatively easy. Um, I've only had like a couple of the usual dumb things, like the the not writing stuff down in my appointment book, like just being a dope, you know, the little, <laughs> little mental detail, dumb stuff, and just weird stuff popping up. But nothing really bad. But, you know, I, I, I did a party. Uh, sometimes people will hire me, and I'll do little mini readings at parties for people, you know, locally. Um, I did a party, and I worked with a bunch of um, – many of the, the people at the party were Russian. And I've actually really never encountered um, a lot of Russians in my life, um, I, a lot of other nationalities because I grew up in New York, Polish, Spanish. And I mean, I've encountered a lot of pers uh, nationalities 
Um, and it's typical of Sagittarius, too. Like, it's all fascinating to me. I love diversity and difference. Like, that is interesting to me. I don't understand why people buck up against that. It's all fascinating, the different cultural influences. But I worked with a bunch of Russians, and uh, they were interesting people. I never really encountered that that way. But one of the women, I did a little mini reading for her, and I was reading her cards. We did the tarot. We did some numerology. We did the tarot, and she was kind of rushing me along. And then, uh, you know, I told her some things I saw in the cards, and then I asked her a few questions about whether she was still married and things like that, and she got furious with me. And she kind of went on about how, why was I asking her questions? She's paying me. I'm supposed to be telling her things. Why would I be, you know, and she had a a little five-minute meltdown uh, of telling me uh, how frustrated she was. And, you know, of course, while she, I let her do it. You know, she wanted, it's 30 minutes she got. You want to take five minutes of it to go on a rant? Okay, you know, you'll get through it. And, I, and I'm not going to be bothered. Uh, and uh, and I, I realized she had a lot of anger toward men. She had been in a very negative marriage. She was still manipulating and controlling. She was working her way out of that. It's a whole other issue. You know, but uh, what I think w- was really interesting about it is from my perspective, what I was also catching is her telling me how I'm supposed to read, how I'm supposed to be. I have a very unique style. Uh, much of the work I do with, with with doing readings for people is really really more of a form of counseling. You know, we 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 uh, I, I step into the shoes and we look at the issues and themes that are going around them. We look at ways to heal, to maneuver, to become more free flowing. You know, more happy to weed out the things that are not longer working, to feed and fan the things that we're strong and gifted in. You know, what I mean, I have a completely different style in the way I do it. So here's this woman kind of giving me this guff about I'm not doing it correctly according to her. And I had had that um, about a year ago with another client. He used to come to me regularly, and he would, he didn't want me to read cards. He wanted me to tell him what was going to happen. He wanted me to, you know, to tell him, you know, a lot of dumb relationship questions. Uh, uh, in that sense, not the relationship questions are dumb, but his were, you know, it was always, he was always after, as a gay man, he was always after men that really were not interested, you know what I mean, he was after the unavailable, he wasn't going to come to terms with that, okay, so anyway, another one who did that with me, very angry with me, because uh, the way I, I, I kind of want to heal something, I want to talk about this area, and he didn't want to have that during the sessions, so actually, I, I, you know, I ditched him, I don't, I won't work with him, he wants to See me. I don't do this very often, but I had to say no. You got to go to someone else. Yeah, I'm not. You don't. I'm not going to do what you know what you want me to do. But I realized that you know in this whole process, of course, yeah, there's, there's some of that in me still in that sense where you know you'll sometimes do some type of sacrifice or something, you know, in order to give people what they want. But that that is really not in alignment with who you are, and uh, that's where victimization and martyrdom can come into play. So, just for all you guys, if you listen to this. This is, you know, we got another probably two weeks on this. I'm not sure the exact date. I have to check that out um, of when the Mercury retrograde ends. But, yeah, you're going to be looking at these themes and these issues in relation to your own experiences in your own life right now. And don't stress about it. If it's something that's giving you anguish or stress and you realize, you know, you're just being given an opportunity to look at what you may need to shift or change in yourself, whether that's actual actions or just a perspective around how you look at it or various other things, um, you know, be, don't see the negative as a negative. See it as an opportunity to, to fix or to resolve something, to really get insight into your own, your own, uh, you know, your your own path and whether you're on it and whether that's honorable the way that you are on it. We absolutely have to sacrifice at times. You know, anyone who's in a relationship or has children or is working toward any goals understands the value of sacrifice. But sacrifice and suffering do not have to be contained. 
that's what we really, really, you know, I think have to look at during this uh, Mercury retrograde in Pisces. So I want to talk a little bit about that, a little uh, insight upgrade. Again, I'll end up posting this in my column or on Facebook as well. Um, and, uh, yeah, you could you can uh, fan request me on Facebook or, or just friend request me even and be added to the face, uh, Facebook list as well. So we do a lot of extra posts on Facebook, guys, Uh my column is monthly, goes to a much more of a larger process. I really only do it once a month. But Facebook I can do a little more often. Every couple of days, every week, I post some interesting stuff there, not to mention, uh, you know, reading specials sometimes if I have a slow week or something. You know what I mean? A lot of times, uh, hey, you know what, let me I'll do a little, pick up a couple extra clients, give a discount on sessions or something like that too. Okay, so now I want to. I really want to start talking about oracles. Um I'm going to open up the phone lines today, uh, probably just about the last 15 minutes of the show. Um, I will do I'll take a couple of calls, so if you want to uh, call in and wait in the docket, I'll get to you guys, uh, maybe to two or three calls toward the end. Um, but I, what I want to do is I want you to ask, because this is going to be specific, if, if you do call in, I'm going to ask you to choose an oracle, and I'm going to pick uh, a card or a symbol from that particular oracle. And then we're going to talk about that for a couple of minutes. So I'm not going to do too much, too much work today. I'm going to see if you guys can get some insight into your own issues, your own themes in relation to the oracle that comes up. Okay, so we'll get to that in a little bit and start taking callers um, in, like I said, probably about uh, 10 or 15 minutes. Okay, um, oracles. So, you know, this is an interesting thing to consider. Again, some of you, some of my listeners here, some of you guys, um, may never be drawn to reading oracles, uh, and you know oracles, tarot cards, uh, rune stones, angel cards, animal cards, you know, um, even astrology, numerology to a large extent. All of these things are, you know, oracular devices at some level. Some of you won't. Many of you will. And uh, one of the things I, I always recommend for people, if you're really looking into learning how to read an oracle, you know, for insight and guidance um, for yourself or friends or family, eventually, if you want to. Um, you know, one a great place to start is angel cards. Uh, inexpensive, um, powerful, very positive, a very easy place to begin. It'll tune you into the angelic realm, and uh, they're really easy to learn how to to work uh, with angel cards. Um, you know, things like uh, tarot cards, astrology, numerology, to some extent runes. You know, other oracles are going to take a little bit more energy to to master and study, uh, especially astrology and um, uh, tarot. That's like you know, that's like algebra, geometry, trick. You know what I mean? In terms of in terms of a reference. So a lot of that's what a lot of people do when they want to learn to read an oracle. They dive into the most difficult stuff first, you know, and then their just heads are spinning uh, at some level because they're overwhelmed. And uh, that's that, that, that old Adam about how 90% of the population, right when on the verge of being successful and doing something or achieving something, that's when they back away or quit. And that's why we have such mediocrity a lot of times. People get close to those edges and they quit. And then there's a difference. Sometimes you'll do something that just ain't right for you. You know what I mean? Don't think that everything that you gave up on was a failure. You know, sometimes there's also wisdom in waking up and smelling the coffee and saying, hey, I started learning this, eh, not that interesting, not really doing it for me. You know, uh, that, that, that's legit. So uh, that, that's discernment, being able to tell the difference between those, those two things. But 
one of the things I suggest if you're on the path to you know perfecting your ability to read oracles or even considering it is it's okay to pick up an oracle because you like the colors, you like the artwork, the style, the design effect of, of the person who designed them. Um, that's that's not crazy, guys. You know there is a you know there is that fascination that and sometimes that is a trigger in that that's you know just a, that was a you know the lore to get you to get it in in a in a positive way you know because it'll be something that you love and you value and one of the my favorite oracles that I've had for many years in fact they're really kind of beaten down I wonder if I can get them replaced I think they're out of print but I have the druid uh, animal totem oracle cards uh, artwork fantastic you know I mean I was an artist um in college, an art major, so I, I still have my love of art, even though I don't do anything with it now, uh, for the most part. Um, I uh, love the artwork, just absolutely stunning, brilliant, really, really, you know, it's like the, even in the tarot, some tarot decks, you'll see that too, just have such a stunning, um, uh, really the artist who designed them was really amazing. Um, even like the original Rider weight tarot, it's fascinating, because the artwork isn't like unbelievable, it's good, but you know, it's not unbelievable, but the way the images explain a lot of the meaning of the card is really powerful, really sharp. So that's a little trick and clue I'll give to everybody here, too. If you're ever you're looking at Tarot, you're ready to dive into that, um, you know, again, you can go for a Tarot deck that's beautiful, that you like the artwork, um, and I definitely say go for it. That's where you're drawn. But there can also be some real benefit to just starting with the basic Rider weight deck, one of the originals. Um, it will help in your studies. In fact, um, what I'd actually recommend is maybe even get two decks. Get the Rider weight to use, you know, for practice, and, and then have, uh, you know, have the special, colorful, different type of image deck that you use for personal use or special occasions, or you know, for something like that. That's cool to do that. But you do really can be really beneficial to learn from the Rider weight deck if you're, again, if you're looking into things like Tarot. Okay. Uh, a couple of little things I want to kind of talk about with uh, the different oracles, and I think I'll go to the phone lines in just a little bit here. Uh, one, I want to welcome everyone to the show. I see some more people jumping into the chat. And, again, I know um, I'll probably have a lot of archive listens um, later on. So, again, thank you for joining me today and talking a little bit about oracles. Uh, you know, maybe I should also give you guys a little bit of insight into really – I always think that – um, into what an oracle is, you know, because um, we, we, we see it as a tool of divination. Um, you know, I say it's almost like a, see if I can explain this the right way. An oracle is really just a tangible object of reverence that you use as a way of accessing your own knowingness, your own wisdom, your own higher self, your own, um, you know, that, that knowledge that, that connects you, uh, to, you know, to everything, to the Akashic records. An oracle is able to do that. On top of it, that's an amazing thing in its own right. So uh, people that don't understand this, it's not like, you know, what do you mean? You, you threw some dice on the table and now you're going to take the advice of the dice? No. You know, uh, <laughs> the dice reinforce the colors and the color cubes of the dice or, um, or uh uh, you know the the uh, the imagery in the in the cards and the meaning triggered something that was going on in my own life at this time and you know what I mean so there, there's a there's a much deeper meaning behind that it's not you know following uh, you know <laughs> some blind thing that you were told you're supposed to do because a card said so it's more than that um, 
but so it's 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 partly that. That's a big part of of why we'll we'll use oracles. Um, also, of course, with things like numerology and astrology, there are devices and tools for understanding the self, the more aware of who you are and what you do and why you do it that way. Uh, will make you more able to make more informed, empowered decisions. So uh, another benefit of an oracle. The other thing is when you learn about another culture's philosophy and perspective, that expands your psyche also. For instance, let me give you this. This is going to sound like the most obvious thing, but think about this. Generally, when you talk to people who speak multiple languages, like they actually could speak four or five languages or two, or typically the more languages someone is able to speak, you'll often, well, not the more of them, you know what I mean, if they have you know, a couple of them or you know, more than one or five or six. When you can speak different languages, it expands the way you think, the way you read things. You don't find a lot of really hardcore racist people or um, homophobic people, or people that are emotional, psychological disasters. <laughs> that, that's, the, that, that's the truth behind it. Um, you don't find a lot of that with people who speak multiple languages. More often than not, that helps them evolve that way as well, too, spiritually in terms of society and not, where to not put you know, anger and, and, you know, I mean, idiotic. Racism is just silly to me at every level. Every, sexism, all of it. It's also stupid. It's a lowbrow uh, in its scope. But people who typically do speak multiple languages often are less likely to be that way. So now you don't have to speak multiple languages in order to be an advanced thinking soul. <laughs> uh, I, I only speak English. I mean, I know a little bit of words from other languages, but I'm basically useless in that area. It just never interested me. But I speak a lot of other languages. I speak the language of the runes. I speak the language of tarot. I speak the language of astrology, of numerology, of animal totems. So I do speak a lot of different types of languages in another type of a way. So that's the key, guys. You get more of these things, more of this insight. You look into these different things, and it is it's going to expand the way that you see life and the way that you think. Um, being aware, one of my favorite studies in oracles I've worked with is Lakota Indian cards. Uh, I bought those 10, 11 years ago. I did some study of the Lakota Indian culture and its philosophy. And i got to say, for the most part, unbelievably awesome. You know, just a, a really powerful perspective on, on the purpose of everything and the unity behind things. And, you know, uh, really amazing. Um, I do readings with these Lakota Indian cards. In fact, I had a client today that I worked with. And uh, one of the cards that uh, had come up in his spread was Yum. And I'll probably talk about this more in another show because it's going to be an upcoming column I'm writing anyway about romance and risk-taking. But Yum is the goddess of love, of games, of sport uh, in the Lakota tradition, the whirlwind. And uh, she's the pure energy of love um, and playfulness and games. And, and the idea behind Yum is uh, Yum is like the whirlwind. If it catches you you're, and it takes you <laughs> on its journey, there's nothing you can do about it, but you want to go for the ride. You know, you know that like when you fall in love or you fall in love with an idea or you, you buy a home and you're so excited about that home or, you know, any of those things that bring that energy of just absolute excitement and enthusiasm but nervousness at the same time and all that good stuff. And uh, we had done that we, and that had come up with one of his cards and we had talked about that and uh, he um, – he was on. He he took a job and it didn't really work out. He did it for a couple of weeks. It was a terrible job. He gave it a shot. It wasn't for him. He's been looking to find work for a while too, so it was a little tough to give up on it. But uh, it was not right for him. He knew it. 
And that's one thing that came up in his cards, that he had to find something that, that had that yum energy to it. We can say yum, by the way, if you want to mispronounce it, but it's humorous in its own right, Y-U-M. Um, if you want that, that's, you know, you can't demand it. It's more that you're open to it, that you, that you let yourself experience that adrenaline of fun and joy and risk and play. And uh, I bring that up because every single oracle I have learned how to use, that's how I approached it. I was just fascinated with learning this, and it just was so exciting. And, and I had a couple on the way that I bought that I never really studied as much. I started it, and I was like, eh, not really as drawn to it. But the most of them I did learn because I had that excitement. I had that enthusiasm. In fact, you know, it's funny because even to this day, I, I'm doing someone's astrology chart or numerology chart or laying out tarot cards like, you know, I, I still like it a lot. Like, I'm fascinated by the symbols, by the, the pattern in it, by decoding the pattern to the best of my ability with my clients. Um, I still love it, you know. Uh, so I'm very grateful for that. But uh, uh, that, that's a great approach to take. So if you're looking at buying an oracle or, or getting involved in uh, anything uh, around uh, that, that subject, again, looking at what you love, you might go through some trial and error. You might learn a few things. Uh, but um, look for that yum. Look for that 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 wow, that that wow factor. I'm, I might be scared of whether I can learn it, but I'm really excited at the same time. This is a really really key ingredient, guys, to being happy. Sorry, I'm drinking coffee here. The ability to uh, to risk at some level. Um, that's the archetypal energy, by the way, in the Tarot of the Fool card, upright. People say, "Oh, the Fool card. I must be being doing something dumb." Nope. A lot of times you're uh, you're just tapping into that that risk, that enthusiasm, the beginnings, the cooking of the, the next thing, the you know the the flirtation, the romance, the play, the excitement, the possibility, all of those things. So that's a good approach to take. Again, as you're going into looking at oracles, or if you're you know you're contemplating expanding um, the oracles that you read, or you know, and, and adding a few more to the mix, you know. Um, I have one friend uh, that she has, uh, she, I think she told me the other day that she had 114 different oracles. She, like, collects them every time the, the, the Bones oracle, the Rainbow oracle, the Cosmic, the Baseball Players Tarot cards. <laughs> uh, you know, she, she finds these things and she's got a big box of all of this stuff. It's hysterical, but she never really learns how to use them. You know, if I come over, she'll pull them out and say, oh, you want to play with some of these different things? And it's fun to do that once in a while, but she, you know, she's more, uh, uh, she's just more collecting because she enjoys it, and that's cool too. You know what I mean? You're not required to to master something. Uh, okay. Anyway, uh, let's see. I think I'm going to uh, start taking some callers here. Um, I got two people waiting, so um, I think let me put the call number out for you guys first. Call in number here is six four six two hundred three nine six six. I uh, should be able to take two or three calls today. Um, you know, if you kind of got a question, uh, I can I can pull an oracle for you, and we'll see what comes up. Like I said, I'm going to make you do a little work. I'm not going to do as much work. I'm going to tell you what it means, and then we'll we'll, we'll talk about that for a minute or two. Um, and uh, if I have some extra time, I'll just pull a general oracle for everybody listening, which is always kind of fun to do. We'll see how we do with time. Okay, let me take my first caller here. All righty. Uh, nine five four. Welcome to Snake Oil Radio. Hi. How you doing? 
good. My name is Lucy. I have a specific question, and if you can pull out a ruin for me, that would be you wonderful. Got it, Lucy. All right. I would like to know, am I staying in the state of where I am, I mean the physical state, or moving to another state for a more prosperity? Okay. Now, let me say, I'm reaching into the room bag here, and um, well, that's interesting. Okay, uh, this is some. This is an annoying little thing that I do, by the way. Like, I'll see a card or something, I'll be like, oh, that's interesting, and something clicks in my mind. And I have to remember, right. I have to explain it to the person okay. <laughs> who I'm talking to. Uh, same thing, like, if I lay out an entire tarot spread, it's like, for me, it's like, it's this huge glimpse into someone's life at multiple areas. You know what what's going oh, on, sure, like it, and it, sure, it comes yeah, like a I huge know. wave to me, and then I have to kind of break it down for the person so That's that they okay. understand it. But it's interesting to do that. Um, and by the way, so uh, thank you for the question. And 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 you did exactly by the way what I wanted. I was gonna I was gonna make the person choose their oracle, and you didn't even ask me to tell you to do that. You just chose. So good well, for you. Listening. That's decisiveness. <laughs> <laughs> I was listening. Yes, exactly. Bingo. Very, very good. Okay, so let me tell you what the rune says, and then we'll we'll talk okay. about this a little bit. I want to actually we got time. I want to actually read the whole quote. Uh, Lucy, you're okay, familiar with the rune? Okay, just interpret it to me. That's all. What's that? You just interpret it because I don't know the runes very well. Yeah. Okay. Absolutely. But this is what great. What, when I read this to you, you're going to get a lot of insight too. Okay, okay, great. This is from the Ralph Blum book um, of interpretation runes. So the rune that I pulled on this question is Wunjo. It means joy and light, and it comes up upright. Oh, um, nice. This is great. Uh, I love to get to people read this to people because this is like goosebump shit. You know, like oh, it's just, I can't believe the dude wrote this. Every time I've been reading this book for twenty years, and every time I'm like, I still can't believe he wrote this stuff. It's so brilliant. So okay, uh, this Ralph. is what and I'm going to tell you my interpretation too, because I have a big mouth. Okay. Okay. No, I he love said, it. Go ahead. <laughs> he said. Uh, uh, he says, joy and light, this rune is a fruit-bearing branch. The term of travail is ended, and you've come to yourself in some regard. The shift that was due has occurred. Now you can freely receive Winjo's blessings, whether they be in material gain, in your emotional life, or in a heightened sense of your own well-being. This is an alchemical moment in which understanding is transmuted from knowledge. The knowledge itself was a necessary but not sufficient condition. Now you can rejoice, having been carried across the gap by the will of heaven. Joyousness accompanies new energy, energy that had been blocked before now. Light pierces the clouds and touches the waters, just as something lovely emerges from the depths. The soul is illuminated from within, at the meeting place of heaven and earth, the meeting of the waters. There is a new clarity which may call for you to renounce existing plans, ambitions, and goals. It is proper and timely for you to do so, for Wunjo is a rune of restoration of the self properly aligned with the self. Okay. Now, very nice. Yeah, very nice. You know, I think I'm on the right path. Yeah, you are. And I hear that really clearly. <laughs> I, I'm going to give you some insight into this. I think you already know. Good. Um, anyway, but it's just that you need that further clarity. Yes. Where you are, um, how long yes. have you been where you are now? Uh, two, two years or two and a half years, I think. Right. Yeah. Where you are now <laughs> was the right spot for you to be. But right. what I'm hearing is 
I think it's becoming more and more apparent that it no longer really necessarily is. Exactly. Yeah, you could make this change. Um, You know, it's like, you know, I had a, this is a great little side-in story that I'll tap into here. I I talked to a client yesterday, and she's been in a a four-and-a-half-year marriage. She married her high school, not her high school, her college sweetheart, moved to Alaska with him. A year or so of it good, after a year, a year and a half of it, not so good. He's a little nutty. Half their friends moved away. He wants to stay in the house. She wants to be out doing things. It's just that she's in her early 50s. She's not fulfilled. He's uh, got a lot of emotional, psychological problems. He drinks too much. You know, all kinds of issues come to the surface. So after four and a half years, she's seriously contemplating whether, you know, she come back to Phoenix and um, and leave this marriage. And you know, she's scared, and there's a loyalty issue. But the wake-up that she had in her life was that that she – you know, she would never be happy in this marriage. He wants different things. She wants different things. She came to a recognition that she doesn't really want to be married. She likes it when she just has male friends, different ones that she hangs out with. But she doesn't interest right. the marriage thing. It's just never been her thing. She tried. And, right. you know, I always say a couple of months ago on Facebook, I posted a thing about what I call the 11 human rights. And one of the 11 human rights, this is by Dick Suffin, is you have the right to change your mind. What worked at one point may not work now because you've changed your mind. Now, the funny thing is sometimes we'll do that, and people come along and they try to tell us that because you're changing your mind now, your first decision must have been wrong. Oh, <laughs> no. Right. It was no, right for a while. Perfect. It was right. Right. Now, yeah, now it's no longer right. Now I want something different. I've changed. Being here changed me. You know, so... It's funny. Don't, I like don't buy... the shift in the consciousness. I like yes. that part when you were reading the poem or whatever I call it, yeah. the poem. I love that because it was a shift in consciousness. Absolutely. And what yes. he talks about when he says light pierces the clouds and touches the waters just as something lovely emerges from the depths, something's coming up in your life in surface that's going to make you very happy. Oh, yay. And it's happiness. It's joy. You're going to remember what it feels like to be happy. And I think for a while you haven't been totally happy. Right. You know? And you're just not really happy where you are. I'm usually a happy person. I'm usually a happy person to the people around. Yeah. Absolutely. So now, right, that's what's changing internally is that's the renouncing of existing plans. I love this room because it gives you permission. But the thing he says is that the knowledge itself was necessary but not a sufficient condition, meaning you had to go through this experience of, of living where you were, having this experience. You did nothing wrong. This right. is part of your learning. But now right. this schooling is finished, and it's time to move on to the next thing. All you have to do yeah. at this point now is you don't have to worry that much about the detail. You just have no. to be okay with it and decide that it's time. Then the okay, but I want to know, what do you think? Is it going out of the state? Well, what, know what state are you in now? What's that? Oh, God. I don't have to do it. Everybody's going to hear. <laughs> oh, just the state, though. Oh, Florida. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, that, that, that leaves a huge amount of, a huge amount of leeway, <laughs> right? Uh, we're not going to get that specific beyond Florida. Um, I just was curious where people are calling from sometimes, uh, just because okay. uh, that's interesting in its own right. Yeah, um... You know, uh, do you love do you love it the the state itself? Or I love the water. Right. I love the water. I love it. It's been good to me. I don't know if it's like been great for my work, and 
if I say this date and I'm thinking about everybody's going to go crazy, say, are you crazy? That state is in so much economical problems, high taxes. Right. You know what state I'm talking about? Yeah, of course. <laughs> right. Well, I, yeah, yeah, I totally did. Because that's what I got. When you brought up the subject, which your guide should yeah. start to talk about the water, which your guide showed me is that you're just going to another place that's still got water. You're not going away from the water. You're just going to a different water. But I have so to tell you, you again, yeah, that's what me. I'm kind of hearing. What you're contemplating actually is, hmm. I know it's scary because it's risky, and other people might tell you that you're nuts. But well, yeah, yeah. go into the core <laughs> of your being and and know that this rune is about taking that action for you to be successful. While the taxes are high and it's expensive and it's really difficult, also the energy of prosperity consciousness is there. So you're moving yourself to a place in that sense where you can make more money, where you can be more successful, where you can be more well-received as well. So you're not totally out of your mind. You know what I mean? Uh, right. When I when I moved to I moved from New York to Phoenix uh, twenty God twenty two years ago and I remember people oh, yeah. telling me I was nuts I, mean, I was twenty five <laughs> you know I hop in the car I was just gonna make that move I you know I, mean, I flew out I got an apartment and I had no job lined up and right. all of five hundred dollars is what I had mm. on that move you believe this. You know what I mean? Yeah, I do. <laughs> and I did it. I do believe it. And, uh, and yes. it was a disaster when I first moved here. Like, it was so much hardship. In my first book, Dirty Little Secrets, I talk about some of the crap I went through. It was unbelievable. But mm-hmm. I knew that it was. I just needed to go through that, and then I became successful. And I never regretted it. It was just the right thing, even though people told me I was crazy. You know, I knew Can it was where I needed to go. Can you do another ruin for me to see if it comes out that I will go there, or is there, or do you sense it like a different state? No, like that's personally? kind of what I'm sensing. Um, yeah, I feel like you know what I'm hearing is they're saying to me, Tell "You me. be like all you have to do is look at the multiple options and the way uh-huh. to make the move and the transition." I, I think you're moving. So, the way to make the move and the transition is be at peace with it in that sense, but be pragmatic about it. So don't, you know, move to, look at the places that where you could be successful. But, you know what I mean, like I'm hearing if you're really frugal about the move initially, like getting a small place or, you know what I mean, being willing to accommodate and cut in a way so it's not so overwhelming, that you'll be able to become successful and then upgrade. So that's what I'm hearing. Mm so that you'll be able to make the maneuver. Don't overwhelm yourself. It's like the I, – I, years ago I had a friend of mine, couple, when I was in my 20s, they got married and they, they got an apartment and they spent about $8,000 on furniture and wallpaper and rugs for the apartment. Right. I remember thinking to myself, this is like for an apartment. They ended up staying there for like a year and a half. Way too much money going into something that, you know what I mean, might be transient, you know? Right, um, right. And that's when when I first moved out here. That's kind of what I went through too. I when I moved out originally, I mean, I remember looking at a map of Phoenix, saying, "Oh, I just I'll, I'll go to one of the outskirts cities. I'll go to Mesa." No particular reason, by the way. It was close to Phoenix. It was in the vicinity. I landed in Mesa, and I remember when I moved here, my roommate, the guy I moved here with, was like, uh, "Hey, dude, you moved us right into the heart of Mormon Central," like uh, <laughs> which turns out to be fine. But I mean, I had no idea what that was all about. <laughs> and also, I moved into an area that was kind of like. Uh, Kind of a bad area of town. My car was. I know I've been there. Of, and I, 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 I don't care looking, for it. 
Yes, and, I, and you know, looking back on it, that was so funny. It was like I was such a dummy, but it was great because I did. I moved around, and then I found the perfect location over time. I mean, it was just part of that experience. But, yeah, I, I, that's what I'm hearing. I pulled an angel card for you. Let me um, tell you what the angel card says because I, I asked if you're meant to move and make the change, the card will come up upright, and if you're not meant to at this time, it will come up reversed. Okay. The card came up upright. Oh, really? Yeah, oh, and it's a stage. Let me tell I'll read you that. The angel's name is Shanti. Okay, how are we doing on the time? My other caller dropped off, so we can go a few more minutes on this one. That's good. Okay, See, good. that was synchronistic. Okay, okay, let me tell you what the angel card says. It will give you the the awareness. Uh, the name is Shanti. She says, I am the angel of peace. I bring you a new tranquility and a smoother road ahead. Additional message is you've been through turmoil and your soul is tired. Your mind craves peace and quiet, and I'm here to help you with that. I will give you new opportunities to spend some time alone where you can relax your mind and your heart. I'll bring tranquility to your soul so that you can mirror the peace of mind that is your true divine nature. Like the angels, you're able to hover within the eye of any hurricanes that may swirl around you right now. Through breath and intention, you can stay centered no matter what's happening in your life. This inner foundation of peace has a powerful healing effect. Your outer life will soon reflect your inner peacefulness. Smooth roads are ahead for you. And the worst is behind you now. A peaceful outcome to your situation is assured. Well, God, but you know what? That sounds good. Tell me, tell me, sorry, before I interrupt. No, no, no. Go you've ahead. got, you've got, um, that's what I'm hearing. You had some drama and, 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 and difficulties at times during moves and transition periods in your life, um, mm-hmm. as all of us have. But you're older and right. wiser now. When you make a transition, you'll, <laughs> you'll do it smarter. You'll do it better. You'll do, you know, know, know that you will. You know, uh, yeah. I, I'm always I an advocate so. for good humor and a good self-inflicted rip <laughs> on self, but <laughs> do that true. in humor. You know, really okay. think about this one, I love to tell people this. Really think about this. Let me leave you this one, one final thought well, Because here. if I think about it in the frugal sense or in the pragmatic sense, then I'll realize, no, it doesn't make sense. But if I just go with my heart, you right. tell me just but, do it. But, the, the, but that's the key is combine both. Don't just give, you know, the, the pragmatic sense can include the heart. The heart is saying, this is what we're doing, and then the practical self can now come in and decide how you're going to do it as, as practically as possible. But you're doing it. Yeah. See what I mean? Right. Combine those two together. Okay. But, so it's going to um, be better, more money, more money, right? Right. But that's because the whole goal. Because this place has been I mean, good to me. I have no complaints. Like, yeah. You know what? That's the whole ultimate thing about what Wunjo is asking. You can be prosperous. You can be successful. You can do well. But you have to follow your heart. And you have to do what feels right, even if it's a little scary in that sense. But the good news is, and both these cards are saying it, you're going to get helped. In other words, you know, this is the key thing. Remember, even more than we do is we're deciders. And once the decision is clear, the doing becomes effortless. For then the universe can support and empower actions and help begin to maneuver things. We have to decide first. And that's all you got to do. Okay. I think I have. Oh, well, thank you so very awesome, much. Lucy. I appreciate thank it, okay? Thank you for calling in. Thank, thank you. you. And I really enjoy listening to you, you know? I'm glad it's you enjoyed it. Your... And absolutely yeah. uh, call in again and uh, give me an upgrade. Uh, not an upgrade, an update, okay? I will. Oh, right. I will. Thank you so much. Have a All great right, evening. Have a great Bye. night. Suck at the transition. Bye. Actually, she had nothing to worry about. I mean, that's a really kick-ass rune. Uh, <laughs> it's sometimes they're not so good. That's a good one. You know, she, she's on a... She's on her way there. That That's awesome. You know, a lot of us have some leftover stuck phobia from the past, especially in the last couple of years, guys. I've said this. Listen to any of my past archive shows. I've talked about this enough. 
about the economy and the difficulty many of us have gone through in a couple of years. Not even many of us, most of us have gone through. So we're a little, you know, we've been to a war, you know, but the war is ending. And the war ends, in, when the war ends internally, it'll end externally. Even if others continue to want to be in the war, it ends internally. That's kind of the message of that angel card. Okay, I only got one more minute here. So uh, I had two callers, but the only one dropped off in patience. Uh, who knows, maybe they had to go to work or something, I don't know. Or maybe I annoyed them, uh, which is okay as well, too. <laughs> anyway, uh, um, thank you, everybody, for, uh, for, for tuning in to the show today. This is Tim Bensler signing off. Um, thank you, uh, thank you for, for Lucy, for your call and being willing to share uh, that process. I'm sure there's going to be a lot of other people that uh, – uh, that will identify with that as well. Uh, Supernatural just jumped into the um, chat room. Guys, I, I, I call in the next show, and I'll definitely get you in for Supernatural, pulling a, a card for you because uh, I, I just don't have time. We're going to – it's literally ending in 30 seconds, so you won't be able to do it. So uh, call in the next time I'm here. I'll be here at the beginning of the month, and uh, and we'll go from there, okay? <laughs> Sorry. All right, thank you for tuning into Snake Oil Radio uh, here on Black Turf. This is Jim Ventura. Hey, listen, if you're not already getting my monthly newsletter, email me at VenturaSag, V-E-N-T-U-R-A-S-A-G at Yahoo.com. Get on the free mailing list. You'll love the column. Facebook request me also. And uh, check out any archive shows on the archives anytime you want, guys. And we'll get to Supernatural next time. Thank you, Lucy. Thank you, Supernatural. Thank you for everyone else for checking in. We'll be here next week. Cheers, everyone. Have a great night. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.